0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. The Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup. An entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss.
1: Hey, Todd, how are you doing, buddy?
0: Good, Jeremy, how about you?
1: Oh, I'm doing good, 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 good. So, things going well this week.
0: Yeah, Weather's been kind of that R word. You know, one minute it's hot, one minute it's raining. Been like that all mm. week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> ah, I see. Yeah, so we uh, we didn't put a show out last week, and that's my fault. Uh, we record. What, what do you think we were like twenty some minutes into it, or is it more than that?
0: It was around there.
1: Yeah. And then all of a sudden the internet just died here, and so I was going to. Well, I need to. We'll still put it out, and uh, I'll just put a little thing at the end saying, "Hey, our internet died, so this was a sudden end to the show." But yeah, we talked last week, so it's not like uh, not like we're we're catching up on multiple weeks. But yeah, man, we've had uh, we had a little rain this week, which is good because we're like back in drought, and it's not it's not good. It's so dry here right now. <clears throat> but
0: you can have some of mine.
1: Yeah, you guys getting lots, eh? Yes. But huh. we
0: always do. I mean, it's like, you know, some people are getting, you know, flooded. Some people are getting a drought. And we just get, you know, rain.
1: Hmm.
0: And when it it doesn't just, like, come through and give us a sun shower or a sprinkle, <laughs> that's
1: that's super rare. Huh. When
0: it rains here, it rains.
1: Yeah. When it rains it pours well that
0: uh when we drove up to new york i uh, emptied the right before i got in the truck to leave i emptied the rain meter and came back it was topped out it was up at the oh, top wow. of the funnel and that's six inches wow that was what five days
1: that's crazy
0: yeah well we've, i've had five inches here and 28 hours, I think is the record since we've lived here. Oh wow. That that was awful. And then when you walk outside kidding. and you see the your front yard moving like it's a waterbed. You're like, "Oh, no." Wow.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. I know we had the like all day Tuesday it rained, but we have a wheelbarrow and I looked out there on Wednesday and I was like, "Oh, I I was hoping to see it full, but it maybe was like maybe an inch in the bottom. And that was after like drizzle uh, drizzle all day long it'd rain for a bit and then you'd look outside and the ground's wet but it's not actually raining and then it would rain and then i think one time it rained hard enough that i could hear it on the tin roof but i mean it helps just kind of greens everything up a little bit but man we need we need some more rain and then uh, so we got like all these trees out here um they're all in irrigation the evergreens because. Evergreens don't live out in the prairies. Like (laughs) if you're not watering them, they're dead. And so my parents put irrigation in, but, um, it uses the same well as the house. And so if we give them a whole boatload of water, it really runs down the supply of the well. And then you go to take a shower and all of a sudden there's no water. But my dad put in a second well and he's got the windmill over top of it. But what I'm going to end up doing and what he had planned on doing is he's going to put a pump down there just for the uh just for the irrigation that way we can you know we can pour the coals to her water them all night long you know five hours a night and then it's not going to affect the house supply but i don't know we get kind of crazy it's so dry and we're like watching these trees and it's like oh and all the evergreens all around here like in calgary everywhere they're uh they all get the pine cones because when they're stressed right they get uh they put out pine cones because they think they might die and that's how they reseed themselves or whatever. So every pine cone you see around here right now is just loaded at the, or every tree is just loaded up with pine cones at the top. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it feels it feels here like fall is just around the corner. We've got leaves turning and like on the driveway or just, you look down, there's like yellow leaves starting to show up. I'm like, oh, no, it's over. Summertime's over
0: well yeah you know Maybe. you've had your three weeks come on <laughs>
1: that's right yeah <laughs> uh, it's been a good summer can't complete we've had probably like nice solid two months of hot weather at least it's been great actually but you know what's really hard is that tuesday we're taking kobe to school he's going to college that's oh man you know, all summer we just kind of been like, let's try to ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. And then now we're, you know, making sure he's got all the things he needs and everything's in order and this. And I'm like, dang, man, like in a couple of days, he's not even going to live here anymore. And that is so weird, man. That is, that's a tough one. That's a tough one.
0: Yeah. Now no. this isn't always true, but it's always the joke. You know, moms are all like, oh, <laughs> my baby's leaving. My baby's leaving. Dad's like, give
1: Yeah. that's right yeah yeah i know it's gonna be i don't know i don't know like i I mean he's such a good kid like i'm proud of my son you know all my kids and um i was thinking about this morning actually like really early this morning got up and i put a brisket on we're having some friends over and so i got a big huge brisket going right now but when i was up early before everybody else i was thinking you know this was the same house that i left when i moved away from my parents which is kind of weird Like I moved out the first time when I was 16 and then I ran out of cash and then I had to move back home. And then when I was 17, I moved out for good, but it was out of this house. And like, I remember leaving, closing the door and I'm like, oh, never coming back here again. And then not the, you know, my son's moving out but he is, but totally different terms and different conditions. But it's weird that he, he left home from this house and that that's the one I left from, it's kind of strange weird isn't that kind
0: of the way it's supposed to be? I think so. And you I know, so. this in my um idyllic world, right? What mm-hmm. I've you know, dreamed of my life that I didn't have, but whatever. Um you grow up and as your family grows, you build onto the house. Mhm. And as you get older, you know, you might you know, moving to the mother-in-law suite or whatever, or the, you you have a cottage or the base, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, your kid takes over with his family or her family. Mm -hmm. And, and as the generations go, you know? Yeah. But I mean, if you have seven kids, that's kind of, that ain't going to (laughs) work.
1: No, no. (laughs) When around here, like the old, established farming families I mean that's how it is like they'll have the the house and then when the kids grow up like we've got a lot like relatives and stuff that you know they live they grew up in the house and then they they bought a small place and they built a little house on on the family farm but just down the road or whatever and then once they start having kids and you know their siblings move out of their parents house their parents are like hey why don't we just switch houses so you get the big house and then we'll go into the small house you know and it's it's kind of cool to see that system work cause it works well, you know, in certain circumstances, but you know, as, as people get older and all the kids move out, you don't want a big, huge house. And at the same time at, you know, at that time, often, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the next generation family's getting bigger. So it's kind of cool. But anyways, um, you've been doing the, uh, you were saying right before the show, you got yourself an air compressor.
0: Yeah, um, the lady who's lands next door to us, um, i do her security camera for her. Yep. She used to, her and her daughter used to own a, uh antique store, and the daughter still does like estate auctions. Oh, okay. And uh, Brilla was over helping her. She helps her daughter with all this stuff, pricing. Going through the houses, just, you know, determining what would sell, what wouldn't, and what prices to put on stuff that would sell. And since we're friends with them now, and she knows I, you know, trying to rebuild my shop, you know, she sees shop tools. She's like, oh, what are you looking for? Now, if I see something, I'll let you know. And uh, so this air compressor came up. It's a Campbell house filled, uh, five horse, 60 gallon. I wanted bigger, but it's what I got you know mm-hmm. and it's big enough
1: how, how how big did you want
0: um i'm actually was didn't care how within reason how much air it held or how many horsepower it had i needed um i was looking for the uh cfm oh okay yeah yeah i wanted more than 20 but i ain't got that so big deal yeah uh, um yeah. It was just a I don't want to say a pipe dream, but you know, it was just, um, hey, you know, you know, you're dreaming. This is what I'd like. Yep. Worst yep. case scenario, this is what I'll ever need. So that's what I'm gonna buy for. This deal came up, so I picked. You know, got it. But, you know, yep. I'm happy. Oh, yeah. And then I yeah. had uh, another estate auction. Danette found a mint condition upright freezer, which are in incredibly high demand in this area right now um
1: i think everywhere
0: bargain basement you know contractor grade brands are going for 1200 bucks
1: you know like whoa oh wow what, the what that's crazy
0: oh yeah and i'm like a roper that's normally 150 bucks is going for 899 i'm like oh wow. that ain't happening <laughs> every house i bought i had something i've immediately replaced from roper Here's why. In our first house in Florida, <clears throat> almost everything in it was Roper. And the uh, range top exhaust vent
1: mm-hmm. caught on fire. Oh, wow.
0: We weren't using it. And if it wasn't in the line of sight, the house would have burned down. But we're sitting on the couch wow. watching TV, and I just see – just flames. Uh, I'm like, yeah. really? Wow. And the motor in it was just somehow internally not wiped, put together right in, in the Chineseium factory. Hmm. And it, it happens, you know, whatever.
1: That's crazy. And
0: uh, But it, it caught fire. And then at that moment, I just started shopping for appliances. God, uh-uh. Have a nothing Roper.
1: Yeah, I don't think we have that brand here. I, I I know of it, like I've seen them, but I don't I don't know if you can go buy something. It's just probably Roper. called
0: something else there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think what the cheapest brand of appliances here. I, I don't know.
0: But I haven't even been able to use my pit barrel, which I'm really really mad oh. about because I was gonna do it Monday because we already had other food lined up. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do it Monday. Well, had a vet appointment with Benny. Learn how to give him his shots for his uh, uh, joints and arthritis, and that bone mm-hmm. spur he's got. Mm-hmm. Um. So that ruined. You know, I, I don't want to leave leave the house and be smoking meat. Anything could yeah, happen.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that. Then Tuesday, uh, we were stuck uh, doing something else all day, and it really annoyed me. <clears throat> Wednesday mm-hmm. was um, a mutually I-don't-feel-good day in the Fuss family. Yep. Uh, I could barely walk, but oh, no. I knew what was wrong. Um, with my back that day and it's easier enough to take care of, but it's going to take you a day and a half. Mm. You know, my, uh, my hammies tighten up so bad. It just wrenches on my, uh, pelvis and my lower back and just yanks it out of, uh, alignment and oh boy,
1: Hmm.
0: right. They're bad right now. And this, my office chair is one of the reasons they are so bad. I'm still looking for a good office chair. I have learned since I've been looking for a, I mean, like a ultra comfortable executive office chair, how hard they are to find online. Oh, really? And I'm going to have to go to a store. It's close to Nashville, but they do like, it's where the country music stars go to get their office furniture. Oh, yeah. yeah. Might have to go there, and uh, yeah. or because I found a good, I mean the, probably the best chair in the world. I'm not paying that much money for it, hmm. so I mean, can, you know what, imagine an just an office chair. Even if you have medical problems, right? You got a bad yeah. back, and you really need something comfortable to sit in. And this chair is made for people like you. But because hmm. they know you need it, we're just going to tack on whatever the price of the chair is, we're gonna cack on an extra 10k. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. You know, because a lot of people huh. will charge it on their insurance. You know, I'm not one of those people. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm not yeah. one of those people. But
1: Have you I wonder that you just kind of say talking about this, you know, office chairs used to be I think more common, like executive chairs, right? Um, but I wonder how comfortable gaming chairs are.
0: Uh, most of the, like, podcasters I know that use video yeah, either use just run-of-the-mill office chair from a big box store or they use gaming chairs.
1: Huh. Huh. Not that, I mean, I, I would never do anything that would even remotely, like, even make people think for one split second that I have anything to do with gaming. Like, I think the worst, one of the worst things you could do is identify myself as a gamer. Cause Oh my word, give me a break. Um, yeah. So I would never own a gaming chair. <laughs> I think you or would anything that looks like...
0: identify as trans before you would identify as a gamer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, not that either, but yeah, no, I don't while, mean while people, I'm alive. I mean, just do I know. While I'm alive, I will never identify as either. But, ugh. Yeah. No. They. I'm, I always wonder because you. You look at. I was looking at chairs because I mean, we bought. Uh, I bought a desk for my little office here now, and I actually put my boom microphone holder in now, so like it's like turning into a real nice little podcasting area. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting on a little. It's a blue plastic IKEA chair, and like no cushion whatsoever, and it's. <laughs> plastic with holes and I'm like, I should get a comfortable chair. And then I was looking at chairs and you just look at like office chair or or computer chair or whatever, and half of them are for gaming. And I'm like, no, come on. This is not okay. Ugh. Yeah. Not a fan of video games. Or, uh, you know, I've never met any single person and this is, you know, people say, Oh, you're just being discrimin, you discriminatory whatever. It's like. Well, no, I'm, I'm basing it on personal experience. I have never met a single person that I find interesting, fascinating, or productive, only one of those, that is a gamer. I've, I've met gamers, like we've got gamers in our family, and they're losers, like they're bums. They, they work the bare minimum, they have to, and, and I'm like, wow, you show me one person could change my mind, but I've yet to meet someone who's a gamer, who's interesting, Productive. I don't know what the other one I said was, but yeah. No.
0: Well, people will point to uh, some of the more famous influencers on social media that also game, uh, mm-hmm. not all the time, but every once in a while. I'm like, you know that's part of their job, right? Yeah. As an influencer, yeah. they they need to game, not just to get paid by the people who sponsor them, but that's kind of... um playing to their audience
1: because
0: mm-hmm. a lot of those people like Matt and Brandon and all those people, you know, their audience is from 11 to 30. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, And those, a bunch of those people are loser gamers.
1: Yeah, exactly. And <laughs>
0: now I used to game, but I played golf Did you with like uh, a simulator. So yeah. I was standing up with a golf club, uh, just practicing my swing.
1: Yeah. That's not and that's not gaming, you know? Like video games now are different too. Like when I was a kid there was a super Nintendo. or no, there's the Nintendo, NES. Actually I still own that console. So for a guy who hates gaming, I've got like an OG, but You know, when I was a kid, we would, if I had friends over on the weekend, we'd have a sleepover, they'd come over after school on Friday on the way home from school, my mom would take us, we'd go to the video store, which don't exist anymore, and we would rent a video game for the weekend. And they were games that you'd play them and you'd take like 10 minutes to get, to figure them out. And then another 10 minutes and you're bored. And then we we played for like, I think the most we ever played was like a half an hour straight and it's like, do you wanna go skateboard? Yeah, let's go skateboard. And then we'd go outside and then we'd skateboard, blah, 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 come back in. And then we'd play it again. These games now, people get so immersed in them, you know, and they're like all the video games when I was a kid that I ever played, it was like a 2D experience. It was something happening in front of your eyes and you're trying to control something else to do something, right? You're watching it and trying to make it move the way you wanted to. And games now, like, they're, like, first person. And I've never, like, that didn't exist when I was a kid, you know. Um, And these first person games, man, they're, they terrify me. Like, they're addicting and they're, people say, oh, video games aren't addicting. I'm like, oh, yeah, Uh, and tobacco's not addicting too. Like, of course they're addicting, you moron. That's why you can't put the stupid thing down. But, yeah, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I never had that stuff. And then we never let our kids play any video games. I just told my kids, gaming is for losers, <laughs> and uh, no desire. And you know, the get together with different kids at youth group and stuff like that. And like, oh yeah, I'm gaming this weekend. I'm like, oh okay, cool. I'm gonna ride my dirt bike. I'm like, oh, do you want to game with me? I was like, no, I don't do that. Like, you don't game? It's like, no, I don't game. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? You're like, hey, I got an idea. Let's let's ignore the real world and let's play on a computer. <laughs> I'm a gamer anyway that's that's my opinion on gaming I uh,
0: I don't know who did it but somebody did and one of my one of my unsung heroes he uh, got a hold of some of these gamers that think they're all that in a bag of chips uh, on first-person shooter games and hey I'll pay to bring you to my paintball place right? And we'll mm-hmm. play paintball or laser or simmunition, whatever you want yeah and you think that you're all that online and you've learned all these tactics and you know how to do this in real life <laughs> come on mm-hmm. and he would just torture these people
1: that's funny
0: and he used to he used to video it but one of the kids parents sued him out of existence oh really because he was really hurting these people
1: oh really he, you know he was
0: really <laughs> angry about all these gamers thinking they're something that yeah. they're not and bullying yeah. people online if you can do that and he uh <laughs> he didn't, he'd pay for him to come out you know he had a big channel allegedly and oh he just shoot these people to death with paintball and they hurt I mean,
1: yeah 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 they do You know, we had the the Calgary Stampede is here. We have it every year. And you're talking about that reminds me is that one year they had, um, you know, like you got the things where you can throw a baseball at a bottle and you get a prize, all those carnival games. One of them they had set up was these guys were in coveralls and you could shoot them with paintball. (laughs) <laughs> so you I don't know how much it was like 20 bucks or something and you had I don't know 50 shots or whatever and you could shoot these guys and they didn't have anything really to hide behind and they were a decent ways away like it was one of the it's not like you know most of those things like darts are like 10 feet away but this one was much further and I remember watching this they're talking about it on the news and they're interviewing these guys and they're given coveralls and that's it and so after the first day they realize they need more stuff and they're Complaining about the work conditions, and these guys are like, man, it hurts so bad. You, this isn't even right. <laughs> these guys are getting minimum wage to get shot at with paintballs. He's like, I ended up having to put on my hockey equipment to, just so I can stand coming to work every day. This isn't right. <laughs> it's like, you stupid moron. You took the job as a human paintball target. <laughs> They're petitioning the local news channel to try and get some sympathy. It was funny. Yeah, because paintballs, man, they are, and you go to certain paintball ranges and they'll tell you not to reuse the ammunition, right? <clears throat> the ones that don't break open. Cause I guess they can harden. Um, yeah, we went once with our youth group and our youth pastor. So we played a game where once you got shot, you had to put your hands, both hands over your head and walk out and then record your kill that you, that you were shot and then it was teams. Right. And our youth pastor was cheating. He put his hands above his head and I'd like, oh, I can't shoot him because he's been shot. and then all of a sudden he ducked down and starts shooting at somebody else. And I thought, you turkey, you. Anyways, I was I made up my point to go get him. And so I kind of maneuvered around and got him. And I had him corn. He had no clothes there. I just started loading on him and he put his hands up. And I kept shooting and shooting and shooting. <laughs> he starts yelling at me, What are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, man, this is for those times that you've been cheating. <laughs> But I ended up uh I ended up like cutting up his hands, like the paintballs hit his fingers and stuff, and he had like bloody knuckles and I felt well no, i I feel like I should have felt bad, but I didn't, but yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, there are some things that <clears throat> society would say you need to feel bad about what you just did, and you're like nah, yeah,
1: I know, yeah, I kind of feel like I should like my conscience is telling me I should, but I actually don't. <laughs>
0: No, my conscience is saying, shoot him again, shoot him again.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: He was cheating. Yeah. Now they have, uh, I don't know if they have them now, right? My experience with this goes back uh, more than a decade and a half um, with paintball, but they used to have like a chalk round as well. Hmm. And that is hard. And it's supposed oh, wow. to poof into yeah. powder when it hits. They don't always yeah. do that. <laughs> Particularly if you take your chalk rounds and lay them out and then squirt each one with super glue <laughs> and then spray it with the hardener yeah. and then shoot people up.
1: Oh, uh, man.
0: I never did that, but I know somebody who did. And it was funny <laughs> yeah. because these Kinda were... Seems like- like, grown men playing paintball, and they were all uh, county sheriffs from where I used to live. Yeah. Yeah. And this one dude, wow. he'd be like, yeah. Oh, these, these guys all think they're, you know, I don't want to say bulletproof, but that's what the word he used. Nah, I'm going to show them. And that's crazy. Because they would think, well, just because it's a paintball or just because it's a chalk round – if it hits me, I'm not damaged enough where I can't still fight. So yeah. they were cheating like that against the spirit of the game, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, so he showed them. That's funny. And then he, uh, <clears throat> they had a slight fifth to altered occasion when he popped some dude in the cheek.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt.
0: Uh, yeah, he was about six feet away. Oh man. And the dude he hit was their uh <laughs> he was their short range uh like in town sniper mm. oh, and okay. counter sniper and he was a marine that the Marines loaned <laughs> him to the county sheriff yeah. when he wasn't on duty. And he just
1: uh, uh ow. <laughs> <Right in the laughs> cheek dang oh man my boys had uh, they had one of their friends over on friday and uh, he brought his quad over that's kind of the nice thing when they get older like their friends drive themselves and so he pulls up his truck and he's pulls his quad out and they were out like dirt biking and quadding and then they went airsofting and he'd never done airsoft before and then they they were out of bb so they had to run into town so they ran into town then his their friend bought a little cheap airsoft handgun and uh he said oh it'll be fine so they go out there and he's like well aren't you gonna put anything on like my boys put on like welding jackets welding leathers and stuff and he's like oh no i'm fine I'm like oh no you're gonna want at least put like a coat or something you know no oh, no i don't need anything he's like no it hurts it really hurts he's like i don't think it hurts that bad They <laughs> well for a bit he came back <laughs> his arms were just... he goes i can't believe how much those hurt <laughs> i'm like no kidding and uh yeah it's almost it looks like there's a ping pong ball trying to get through his skin with a red dot right in the middle of it yep. it's like yeah they really do hurt like if you see people putting on welding leathers when it's 30 degrees out you might want to be like oh maybe it does actually hurt you know and he goes i can't believe how fun that was but it hurts so bad <laughs> like when you dress like that it does but and it's so fun here now because we've got all these trees right like before before we had nothing to hide behind and so Airsoft was lame. Like you would one horse shelter and another horse shelter, and basically that, that was it. You know, you could which side is he gonna poke up on? And that was the whole game. But here, man, you can hide and sneak and oh, it's fantastic. It's a blast. I love I'm loving living here, man. It's insane. And uh the shop's nice and all that, but more than that, <clears throat> like all the trees and just the smells and it just and the fact that you can't see anybody and nobody can see you like I go outside of my door and nobody can see me. You feel like you're completely secluded, and it is such a nice thing Isn't it? oh, I love it Isn't oh it though? yeah it is
0: I just it's um it's somebody sent me a meme uh because of where I live and how I feel about how I live, where I live, and it says if you can't pee off the porch, you're close, your neighbors are too close yes, and now that I'm going to exactly. do exactly. Again, but you know, I it's yeah. way looking. At, if you can see your neighbors, they're too close.
1: Yeah, I don't pee off the porch, but I this is I pee outside all the time. Like, like we don't have the the water hooked up in the shop yet. That's going to be happening next week. Um, like of all the bathroom, everything's there. We just they pulled all the bunch of stuff out when they put the new tin inside. But um, like it'll have a fully functioning bathroom. But I'm still going to go outside. And there's a little corner of the building. And some trees, I go pee out there every single day. And I can go pee there and nobody knows I'm peeing there. And I'm like, this is the way to live right here. I would never pee inside if I have a choice to just run outside to a bush. I'll always pee outside. it's <laughs> good. Uh oh yeah, I mean you're podcast out there conversation.
0: Bush hogging in your you know twelve acres away from the house. now I'm gonna pee right here.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, this summer, speaking of peeing outside, (laughs) I've seen more people on the side of the highway taking a leak this summer than I think I have in my entire life. Like there was a time when every single time we left the house, there was somebody or sometimes we'd drive from our house to town and we'd see three people pulled over pissing. I don't know what it is, but man, the numbers have just skyrocketed. On the it's way insane. from
0: here to New York and back, we saw the same thing.
1: Boatloads of them. And hey? when
0: we went from <laughs> here to where I used to, where I grew up in North Carolina, um, <clears throat> same thing. And all but one person, all but one, had something in common, and they didn't look like me. And I don't want to be racist. You know, that's not my intention. But the fact is, everyone I saw pulled right off on the road, peeing in public, all looked the same. So I don't Hmm. know if it's a cultural issue.
1: Yeah, here it's like everybody. Everybody. Like, I guess there are quite a few uh, people darker. Not everybody does it. Everybody does it here. It's just like, wow. And even guys that look like... uh, they're on their way to golf, right? Like they've got some golf clothes on. I saw a guy in a suit peeing on the side of the road. I'm like, what? Like it used to be like whatever, looked like some old cowboy or something like that who didn't give a crap about anything. But you see a guy in his suit taken over and literally 10 minutes from the city. It's not like he's on this long stretch of road between rest stops. It's like, dude, man, you could you literally can't hold it. You're ten minutes from Calgary, fifteen minutes from Strathmore. There's a there's a bathroom in both places, but whatever. I guess they're just uh, flexing their their man skills. <laughs> not bragging, just saying. Well, none of them not on the all side of the road,
0: which we all were male.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah,
0: and then crazy. one they were pulled off the side of the road like a minute outside of a big city and about 10 minutes Mm -hmm. before the next city. Yeah. And we pull up on the side of the road, out of a minivan, having a picnic on an interstate.
1: Oh, Oh, wow. Hey, not as well use it.
0: Illegal, but it's unsafe.
1: Yeah, yeah. And also like highly unenjoyable, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like of all the places, I, I think you would be more comfortable if you had a picnic in a back alley somewhere where there's not cars whizzing by and the smell of constant exhaust. Some people, hey, Well, SMRT.
0: I think any alley in America or any side of the road in America is probably preferable to New Delhi, but
1: yeah. True. Very, very true.
0: Or Istanbul right now.
1: What's happening in Istanbul?
0: Oh, they have a cat issue. Really? Yes. Well, you know, a while back, they um, some movement there, some snowflake movement, which is weird for Turkey, but anyway. You can't do anything to the feral cat roaming the town. Mm-hmm. They're part mm-hmm. of our thing, right? And They're all nice and blah, blah, blah. And now, now it's out of control. You thought you had a rat problem. <laughs> <laughs> now you got a cat problem.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I would, uh, man, I would, I would, if I was there and uh, things were tough, man, I'd be catching those cats and I'd be selling the meat. Call it chicken, just cut it up so it looks like chicken
0: yeah I don't know I don't know how to translate uh jeremy's cat drowning service into Turkish,
1: but <laughs>
0: I'm right. sure it could be done
1: <laughs> yep <laughs> so we had to get my parents never had cats out here, and they've always had mouse problems and we got a cat, and uh we put it in the barn like we have this really large cage and just so it won't go anywhere. And so for like two weeks, it stays in the cage and that after that, it's desire to go back home, you know, is is gone and it works really well. This little cat we have is a perfect mix of it's not afraid of people, um, but it's not needy. You can go and pet it. If you pet it, it will start purring and it will lean into you and do that. But if you're sitting there, it doesn't ever come up to you and be like, Hey, I'm a cat. You need to touch me. And at the same time, it's like constantly, catching stuff like yesterday i saw it with two different times with mice in its mouth and like there'll be like a butterfly and it's like jumping at it and i'm like this is excellent this is my ideal cat the only problem is that it discovered our back deck which is on the, the second level right like i mean this uh it's a walkout basement so it feels like you're on the second level you're not it's the main level from the front, but at the back, it's way up off the ground and there's stairs to come up to it and it never knew about them, but it discovered them two days ago. The problem with that is that we've got our patio furniture there and it's great for cats to sleep on. And so now this cat, this, the second morning I've woken up and it's sleeping on my patio furniture and that doesn't fly. And so I may or may not have grabbed my airsoft gun. But this cat's going to figure things out eventually, like all cats do, you know. Same with our other place, our front porch It's where our patio furniture was. And the cat's always like, hey, I'm just going to sleep here. And man, they ruin it. It stinks. And then, you know, you go sit there and you get up and you look and there's cat hair on your clothes. I'm like, no, 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 no. This does not work here. So anyways, we did get it. We bought like a little dog bed and put it on the front porch. So now it's got a place to sleep. And that was yesterday. But still, this morning I woke up and there it is. So, it'll figure it out. I think they say if you spray stuff with, like, citrus or vinegar, cats don't like that either, so we'll see. But it's like, man, you think you got a good cat? It's like, this cat's great, you know? It's fine with me not being too affectionate to it. Like, I'm not a cat person. I really don't like cats. But yet, it's doing its thing. It's killing the mice, and it doesn't run away. You know, we feed it just enough. And then, next thing you know, nope, there's no such thing as a perfect cat. And then uh, Steph came home with another cat yesterday. Somebody was getting rid of a cat. And so it's in the barn, getting its acquainted time. And then we'll let that one loose. There's a lot of mice and voles here, man. It's insane.
0: Yeah, we Gross. have those, and uh, I hate them.
1: The voles or the mice?
0: Both, but voles.
1: Yeah, they ruin your lawn. Yes, they do. And you uh, you know But I have something so- else
0: I, I've yet to figure out what it is. I think it's a skunk, but um I don't know. They're digging holes about I don't know, four inches in diameter, and they go down at an angle and they can be in the right in the middle of nothing or at the base of a tree. Generally a cedar tree. Hmm. And I haven't really cared enough to go out and, I don't know, pour water in it and see what runs out.
1: (laughs) Find out it's a badger. (laughs) Just kidding. Leave me alone. Hmm. Yeah, here we have, um, like, in the wintertime, you get the, it depends on the winter, but you get a big blanket of snow, and the voles love that because it kind of hardens up. And they walk in the same path all the time, right? And... Man, it gets so, in the wintertime, they they have less paths. And when the snow melts, you'll see, it looks like a a garden hose has been laid on the grass and pressed into it. Like, it's just, but then it gets dead, right? The grass is dead. And so you got all these stupid, weird tracks from these voles. Man, I did not like them. Oh, what do you do? Soon enough, we got some leaves changing here. No winter is on its way. So I I bought a new bike. I saw. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm stoked. Another Surly, of course, because there are no other brands in my little world. But, um, yeah, so I wanted a long haul truck. I've been looking for a long haul trucker for a long while. And, um, I used of course I don't like buying bicycles brand new because they're too expensive <clears throat> but I found a trucker deluxe and so this thing has it looks like two crowns or maybe like uh, like gears like pinion gears or something and they come together and then there's a, a fine threaded sleeve that goes over that and you just tighten it up and boom you you take the front half of the bike and the back half of the bike put it together boom now you got one bike And it was designed that it can fit into standard dimension airline luggage. And so this bike came with this suitcase, a hard shell suitcase that you can break everything down and put it into the suitcase and you don't pay oversized charges if you're gonna fly with your bike. So pretty rare bicycle actually. They only made that one for four years and they didn't make a lot of them. And I think on Instagram, if if you look up the hashtag Surly Trucker Deluxe. It's like 40 posts. So it's a it's a pretty rare bicycle. And I got a smoking deal on it. And it was just the frame. So I had to put everything on it. But uh, man, I'm excited. Took it for a little rip yesterday. I I built it up yesterday. I finished building it up. yesterday. I've been working on for a couple weeks, just here and there. But um, man, it's fun.
0: I knew when you when I saw the one post where you had the bike and the part side by side. Like, I've almost got everything ready. I was like, yeah, he's already working on it.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, it's true. Well, you you know, you get one part, and it's like, oh, the headset. And I'd never put in headset bearings before, like, oddly enough. And so I had to make a little, basically a threaded rod, and then two aluminum plates, and you just tighten the thing and just press it into the head tube. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I should do that. And so I get the bearings, and it's like, oh, uh, you know, supper's ready in 10 minutes. I'm like, Oh, I, I could do this real quick. So you do it. Oh, OK, cool. Then you go in and a couple days later, it's like, I wonder if I could bolt this on right now. And, oh, yeah, there you go. So but yeah, it's a so this bike, is, it's meant to be like a touring bike, like the long haul trucker obviously kind of alludes to the name it's meant for touring. And so the rear triangle basically from where the, you know, the pedals are to the axle in the back, it's longer than normal. Like it's really long and it's designed just to be super stable. And it is the coolest feeling bike. Like, you know, you ride certain bikes and the more bikes you ride, the more you realize that, oh, wow, there's a big difference. Like some bikes are twitchy, very responsive. Other bikes are kind of like this long haul truck, this trucker deluxe. It's almost lethargic when it turns, like it rides fine. It doesn't feel slow. But when you go to corner, it just, it's like driving a big, you know, big, huge dually with a full box. And it's just different. It's kind of fun.
0: It's just like a long haul trucker
1: just like a long haul Great trucker on long mm-hmm.
0: straight stretches but go to turn yeah.
1: Uh-uh. yeah yeah relative to bikes yeah for sure so yeah i'm stoked about that it's fun stuff i wish i wish i was a little closer to or like so we're uh, we're like a 9 minute drive from the nearest town which is close and easily bike rideable like probably 40 minutes, half an hour by bike. And there's a grocery store there. They got a really good like auto parts store plus a tractor store there. But the problem is is once we cross the number one highway, the shoulder's like six inches. And up to it, like right in front of our house, we've got, I don't know, probably like an eight or 10 foot wide shoulder. Like you can park a big rig in there. And so it's fantastic. It's great to ride your bike because you've got so much separation. But you cross that highway and now all of a sudden it's like wow now the cars are right on me you know but i wish i had a place i could ride to that was like about an up to an hour each way because i would do i would literally do all my grocery shopping on a bicycle i would just be like nope let's load this sucker up let's go get our groceries, come back because man great excuse for a bike ride and it, it doesn't feel selfish because you're doing something and then I don't know. The money savings look whatever. It doesn't cost that much money to drive to the grocery store, but. Yeah, it's fun.
0: You like, uh, you like, you enjoy Christmas, right? Oh, yeah. You know what candy canes are, right? No. You don't know what a candy cane is?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All sorry, right. sorry. I was I thought you meant the meaning behind them or like where they started, but.
0: Oh, no, no, no. There's a regular candy cane. They're peppermint, right? Red and white? Yep. Yep. They That's have well. white and gray ones. Any, uh, guess what flavor that would be?
1: White and gray, Earl Gray tea. No, sardine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's disgusting. Isn't it? That's gross.
0: I thought it was fake, and then the guy was like, oh, no, you, the shop is right down the street from where I work. You know, if you want some, just, you know, send me your address. Wow. I uh, no.
1: <laughs> Sardine. I used to like sardines,
0: and I used to like candy canes. Uh, Never shall the two meet,
1: you know? Yeah. That's nuts.
0: But I will admit, it would still taste better than anything pumpkin spice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why pumpkin spice took off like it did. It's, I don't know. Oh, I can tell you,
0: but not on this podcast.
1: (laughs) No. I I tried it, and I'm like, meh. Like, I like pumpkin pie. You know, you give me, like, fresh pumpkin pie. I'm like, yes, please, thank you. That's so where it good belongs. Yeah. Yeah, but then you have, like, a pumpkin spice latte, and you... It's, like, it's super sweet, and it, it's syrupy, and, yeah, I can kind of get the flavors, but... I don't know.
0: I can... I don't agree all the time, but I can see vanilla-flavored coffee, hmm. hazelnut... Dude. Uh. No, because I used to drink a hazelnut coffee... But it didn't taste like hazelnut. It was weird. It smelled like it, you know, fresh out of the can. But once you brewed it, it had a different, like a buttery nuttery flavor. Mm, Yeah. It was really good. Um,
1: And that was, you used to be able to buy it so like the coffee itself was flavored. And I don't, can you still buy that type of coffee? Like to me, it seems like everything's always a sweetener that you add to it or like hazelnut flavored cream. But I remember buying like coffee and you just you could have a black coffee that was a hazelnut roast.
0: Yeah, that's what I used to buy.
1: Yeah, that stuff wasn't actually that bad.
0: I can't stand any kind of syrupy stuff. Um every once in a while I'll drink like a mocha. Mhm. And that's fine cuz chocolate and coffee go together. Yep. But you know, not some things.
1: Yeah. I hear you, Todd. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, somebody I used to work with loves everything pumpkin spice. And she was telling, asking me one day, why are you so, um, violently opposed to pumpkin spice? I said, cause it's wrong. Like when you see a cat and a dog cuddling up together, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies <laughs> it's wrong. And I am joking about the cat and dog people, Yeah. but still you get what I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, ugh. yeah, I used to have a different comparison, but I won't, I can't say it on this podcast.
1: Yeah. Well, I can, <laughs> but time. then we get canceled. But. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, so Stephanie, and I were at, uh, we went to Tim Hortons. We got like literally were 10 minutes from Tim Hortons this is the closest I think I've lived to a Tim Hortons in my life which is cool but um it's kind of also dangerous because sometimes in the mornings I don't want to make a breakfast so I'll be like I'm just gonna go to Tim's and it's close enough that I could just drive there grab a, a coffee and whatever breakfast sandwich they have and then come back but we went in because the drive through was so huge we we're going to get like going to get coffees for all the kids and stuff and uh they have a new thing where they have all the calories right beside every donut and you can get a bran muffin at Tim Hortons, and it's got like 450 calories, or you can get an apple fritter and it says it's got 350 calories. And I'm like, what are they doing where their brand muffins have a hundred more calories than like their best donut, you know? And so many, like the, you look at the muffins and most all of the muffins had more calories than the donuts. And I always used to think when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, a healthy choice is a muffin. <laughs> well, a lot like, of it is the, the it.
0: density. Yeah, density, but.
1: this is true. This is true. You got probably a lot more weight per, yeah. but, and a lot of butter, right? And Whatever. The,
0: it's weird. I, we, I, I don't know. I'm confused about some things um, <laughs> with like the older, old timey, or back in the day, like old people breakfasts. I get oatmeal. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm
0: plain porridge though oh it's like torture yeah it is um and then you have uh like the bran muffin mm-hmm. or you eat half a grapefruit
1: yeah all right where did that go i don't see people doing that anymore
0: well i never understood it and my the only person i ever knew that did it never told me why <laughs> and so now i understand it um, it was a cholesterol issue. They had mm-hmm. high cholesterol, and back then the treatment was eat half a grapefruit every morning. Mm. You know, now we have statins, right? So we take the mm-hmm. and you can't take statins and eat the grapefruit. Mm. But what's a statin? It's um, it's the type of drug for cholesterol. Oh, okay. Uh, I was I take one every night before I go to bed, half of one. Yep. Hmm. Uh, because when I found out my I had high cholesterol, my bad cholesterol was over 300 And that's when my doctor said, How are you alive? Hmm. And how is it this bad? You know, because I didn't weigh what I weigh now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was probably about 150. And oh, wow. she was like, How? And hmm. I'm like, Well, you know, we've been eating them. What do you eat? And I, you know, well, you know, every night we, you know, Monday we ate um, German fried potatoes and a pound of bacon, and on Tuesday <laughs> we had fried chicken and a pound of bacon. Yeah, we were just on a bacon kick, and <laughs> doctor was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're gonna die next week." <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I, we stopped dear. that,
0: and I dropped, you know, 150 points right away. Yeah. But bacon is good.
1: It is. That's a good breakfast right there.
0: Um, Yeah, Benny's got a grooming appointment. And uh, Danette's over in Crossville. She went to Bucky's. And Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, do you want to try their uh, breakfast burritos? I'm like, yeah, sure, bring me one back. But uh, when this Bucky's was opening, you know, We've got a lot of friends from Texas, and they're like, oh, my God, it's the best thing in the world, you know, blah, 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 blah. We've tried several things that Bucky's supposed to be famous for, and Mm -hmm. every one of them sucked. Huh. I mean, sucked.
1: Huh. And
0: you Bucky's fans out there (laughs) can suck
1: it because
0: it (laughs) sucks.
1: I've never heard of Bucky's before. It's
0: an incredibly large gas station and – oh. Convenience really? store it's like no truckers are allowed period every bucky's has a minimum of 100 gas pumps really and then you go into the store and they have everything one of them has an amusement park in it seriously yeah
1: oh i gotta look this up how do you se- how do you spell bucky's i can't do it right now because my internet's
0: gonna, like die apostrophe ees
1: oh, okay i'm gonna check it out seriously 100 gas pumps yeah
0: minimum Some have more. Wow.
1: See, that's what—that's the cool thing about the states. Is that you get some really epic stuff like that. Like a big gas station here might have twenty pumps. I don't know if I've ever seen that here before. But yeah, man, that would be insane. Or you go like uh, in Ohio, or when you're driving down some of these interstates and stuff, and they got just those interstate plazas. You know, you you pull up big rest area, and the semi trucks can park way over there. And you go here and it's like, just a massive food court on the side of a highway. And I'm like, this is not, um, you know, that's like one thing I harped on my boys, like they'd be building model airplanes or whatever. And they're kneeling on the concrete in the basement. And I'm like, guys do not kneel on concrete. Like, do not put some foam in there, get knee pads, whatever, sit in a chair. And I don't know, like my. Second son Isaiah, he complains that his knees are always sore. And I'm like, dude, you're 15, you're too young to have bad knees. But I I know my dad's had bad knees. And even now, like if he wants to do any running, I think he's got one more marathon he wants to finish. And then he's ticked off every single major marathon on Earth. But when he's actively running, he has to go get all these, I don't know, some something injected into his knees. So whatever. I
0: have to get those two. And I don't run.
1: Yeah. But, uh, and he's gotten into basketball, like he, we, we got out here and it's all this huge asphalt and I'm like, you know what? Every kid needs a basketball net and we never had one before. Cause we was always gravel. You can't play basketball on gravel. And so I went to Costco and bought a basketball hoop and boys are like, I don't know if it's very fun. I'm like, just try it. Just shoot some, hoop. they love it. Like hours a day, they, they play basketball, but Isaiah wants to get into like jumping and he's like trying to work on how to do a slam dunk and stuff. And I'm like, dude, man, that is not going to be good for your knees. <laughs> like, he's like, play basketball for like three hours. My knees are so sore. I'm like, were you jumping a lot? Like, yeah. I'm like, well, that's why. But
0: I have no idea what he, I did to ruin my knees. But it probably was all those years working on airplanes, kneeling. Yeah. Uh, ugh, but
1: yeah, yeah. I know what I did. Like, I, I my knees were I never ever had knee pain in my life, and then install airport baggage conveyors and I'm doing all the stainless steel trim around it and the the trim is about like 11 inches off of the ground and you know it's so easy just to kneel down there grind it and just feather this little edge in and get it lined up I spent hours and hours kneeling on tile you know most airports in the baggage claim area it's tile or terrazzo or concrete or whatever never wore knee pads didn't think anything of it and I remember doing it for a couple years and all of a sudden I started, every time I go down there, but like, oh, my knees are kind of sore. And I'm like, oh, dude. And my uncle would always be like, put knee pads on. I'm like, oh, I don't need knee pads. Come on. I'm not old. E-pads are for old people is what I used to think. And that's, I'm sure that's what it is. Because now, man, actually it's been pretty good. I've been like really careful with my knees, like trying to bring all the work up to my height. And then if I am ever doing something on my knees, it's like no, gotta have knee pads. And I've got good knee pads, and I know where they are. One of the first things I unpacked here was my knee pads because I'm like, if I do anything here, I'm and I just force myself. It's kind of I feel like a an idiot because I'll be like, oh, I gotta go and do whatever, you know, and it's gonna take me five minutes, and I'll go to start to kneel down I'm like, nope, knee pads, put knee pads on. My kid's like, seriously, you put knee pads? I'm like, yeah, it's uh, it it makes a difference, you know. But you don't think my kids have gotten into in the last week is like whittling, carving sticks, like, like Foster's been doing it for ages, like all summer long. And then the last couple of days, like my daughter's out there, Isaiah's out there and they'll literally sit there and they'll like carve sticks for like three or four hours. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is great. This is one of the best pastimes a young person could have. Like there's nothing nothing more wholesome than just carving sticks and like the carve hiking sticks and then like whittle faces into them and trying to make a whistle i'm like this is good i'm one of those things you don't ever push them to do you don't even talk about it and next thing you know all your kids are out there carving sticks i'm like this is this is so good (laughs) natural
0: hobby for children of a knife maker
1: yeah yeah i guess so yeah i need to sharpen up their knives now actually have probably got eight to 10 hours on them since they were sharpened last, but yeah, it's in, so we got this, like a gooseneck trailer. It's my dad's. I don't know where he's going to put it when he moves, but I don't want him to keep it here, but it's kind of nice because in the shade, like the, the trees kind of come over it and, and then it's also like by the ground. So Foster started sitting on there and that thing is like covered that and all around it. I don't know if you can see the asphalt or the trailer. There's that many little wood chips from them carving. At first i was like oh man you're making such a mess i'm like no that's not something that not something to discourage at all so it's kind of cool oh yeah well i gotta go i gotta go here soon and check on our brisket we're having uh some company over and i don't know was it 17 pound brisket we got on right now wow yeah it's big and it's big and so I finally yeah i i've always we've always had our briskets trimmed, and this one wasn't trimmed, so I was watching a bunch of YouTube videos last night and trimmed it up last night, uh put all the rub on and stuff like that, put in the fridge overnight, and then uh I say put on about six o'clock so it's been on there no six thirty it's been on there for about two hours now, so let's go make sure the temperature's all right, and oh man, I'm stoked got my butcher paper already get wrap it up for the stall. Brisket's a cool thing to cook, hey?
0: They are. Um and depends on who you talk to. Oh man, they're so easy. Oh man, they're so difficult. Yeah. And cuz when they when they come out right, they come out right. Mm. And anything else is just the uh,
1: Yeah, it's dried meat. Dry fatty meat. And I
0: can not <laughs> uh, uh, when it renders right, and when you got a good brisket, it's moist. Um, it's not fatty as in you know you get a mouthful of fat, but that flavor is still there. The juice is still mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. The meat is fall apart, and but it maintains its shape at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you know what helped me is uh, I never heard never like the stall. And I never really knew what it was like. So we're doing, I think we're doing like between 250 to 275. I think it'd be about six hours. And then they say once the when the entire the, the whole meat is coming up to temperature, and when you hit about what was it 160? I think um, it starts to like all the fat starts to evaporate, and as that happens, it actually ends up cooling down because at first everything's just coming up to temperature and then it's warm enough to start melting the fat and and it kind of gets juicy but at that point when it gets juicy it cools whatever is cooking in and so that's called the stall and it actually cools the whole meat and so they say when it hits the stall that's usually when people want to pull it out and wrap it and some guys do foil some guys do butcher paper i like the butcher paper i don't like i don't like aluminum foil well but um yeah and so when you realize that it's like okay so pull it out wrap it up and then put it back in there that just kind of helps those I don't know it just somehow kind of locks in like a little like a steam bath or something like that and it gets you through the stall quicker and that was probably the biggest I always heard people talk about the stall and then I'm like what is the stall when you understand what's happening I'm like oh so it actually like it'll be consistent temperature rise and all of a sudden it'll just stop and and so yeah I know We've done it a few times where we, what, 160, pull it out, wrap it up and then leave it wrapped until it's like about 200, 202 or something like that. And then resting it. So many people just cook meat and then throw it on the table. It's like, no, 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 no. You got to let that stuff chill out. And we've rested briskets for like up to three hours. We wrap them in a bunch of towels and then put them in a cooler and you pull it out and it's still hot and steamy and just unreal. So that's what we're hoping for tonight.
0: Yeah, I, last time I cooked a big piece of meat like that, it wasn't a brisket, but it was a really big piece of meat, and I let it. I think I had cooked it, took it off, was resting during the preparation and cooking of the entire rest of the meal, you know, yeah. about three hours, maybe even a little bit longer. And then one of the uh, naysayers in the group were like, "Oh, this is gonna be." And I was just slicing it in the, in the kitchen. It's going to be cold now. Uh, and they went to grab a piece, and they're like, ah, ha hot, ha Yeah, see? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest thing you can do for your meat is rest it Especially
0: after. Especially a really good ribeye. Let it rest.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. I also got a. I just um, got a. uh an alert that what I thought was going to be delivered Tuesday is going to be delivered today because it's out for delivery right now, which is yeah. awesome. I bought a, some accessories for my pit barrel. Oh, cool! And hopefully, I can get the uh, uh, air compressor and freezer picked up today, and then tomorrow meat.
1: Yeah. Oh man, I gotta get a pit barrel now. I told Steph about it last week after a podcast. I'm like, oh, Todd got a pit barrel. And I was explaining it to her and the kids, and I'm like, oh, man, just the idea, you know, you get like a a big chunk of pork and you can stick it in there all day long. And you just let it cook, you know, like it, it's not a lot of work. And the man, when you get good barbecue, I don't know of many other culinary experiences that are that. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like world peace, man. If everybody ate that stuff, no one would fight about anything. Like, I don't know. It's so good.
0: And... It makes you, once you're an adult and start grilling, you understand back in the day, you know, why those men kept telling everybody, it's so much work to grill. It's so much work to grill. Put a big piece of meat on the grill. All you're doing for six hours is clicking your tongs and drinking beer.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Oh, it's hard work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for Sure. Right on. Well, I should probably get cruising. So we got a, well, I got to manage a bunch of stuff today. got to get the kids mowing the lawn, weed whacking, blah, blah, blah. We're having some friends over and they've got five kids of their own and then they're, they have a foster kid right now too. So that's why we're doing a big, huge brisket. i I'm like, we need a lot of food, but they're the fun family. Kids love hanging out with them and go zip lining and all the fun stuff. But just want to make sure everything's ready.
0: Yeah, put some uh, mattresses at the bottom of that hole in the barn.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Jump. (gasps) Yeah. yeah. Isaiah set up, uh, he's got this big golfing net that he can drive into. And uh, so he set that up in the barn on Tuesday because it was raining and he wanted to go whack some balls. So, yeah, he spends a couple hours up there every day just hitting bars. It's funny because it sounds, the way that echoes off the tin in there, it sounds like... It sounds weird. It sounds like somebody's hitting a build, like the barn itself, but just him cranking those balls. But, yeah, it'd be nice to get that area set up eventually. Fill in the hole in the floor, and then, I don't know, big old floor hockey place or whatever. Something else to keep the kids away from screens, you know? Yep. Right on. This has been well, a thanks, great Todd. number. It has, and the internet didn't die on us. Which so it's, it's so weird, like hit or miss. Like, you know, we have a couple good shows, and the next thing you know, like last week, I couldn't get the internet on. I even restarted it and restarted it. Nothing. Just nope. You don't get internet right now. It was like that for the rest of the day. It's like okay, this makes sense, but whatever. Yeah, it was good talking to you again, Todd. Oh, absolutely. Uh, ho- I hope next week you can tell us about your adventures with your first time firing up the, the pit barrel cooker. Oh, yeah,
0: that's going to be Saturday or Sunday. Right on. Because i got a whole chicken and thick-cut pork chops in the fridge that I need to cook.
1: Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. I'm excited to hear about it. And thank y'all, you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. uh, Yeah, I appreciate both of you. you. Yep, you (laughs) betcha. Right on. We'll talk to you next week.
0: See you all later.